Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Stack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right... Welcome into this week's edition of Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for joining us each and every Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. So we had a rough week last week. It was bad, right? Luckily, I wasn't the only one. Last week was just one of those weeks in fantasy football. We have them like once or twice a year where... Everything that we know about the matchups on paper dictates who we play. Now, sometimes I, you know, I fall in love with a player and I just take a chance on them. But I wasn't the only one. A lot of people around the fantasy football community missed on a lot of these guys last week. Like Nick Chubb, because the Baltimore Ravens defense is elite against running backs, right? Like the past... Three years it has been. Last year was the number one defense against opposing running backs in all of fantasy football. And prior to the last two weeks, it was the number one opposing defense against running backs. And then the last two weeks against the Chiefs, which we assume is just, you know, it's the Chiefs. It's the anomaly. The Chiefs are just unstoppable. They do that against everybody. And then Nick Chubb went off last week. Yo, all all I can do is try to reevaluate and, you know, based on what I look at and what I research each and every week, give you my opinions and my best analysis of what we go through. So, I don't really care if you lost last week. Because, I mean, do what you want to do. In most standardized scoring leagues, you should be starting Nick Chubb every week anyways. So, if you pulled him out, I'm sorry. You drafted that guy in probably the first or second round of your fantasy football drafts. Protein Housey with a purpose. Text line 69306. Send me in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout the show. Uh, Melvin Gordon going to play today for the San Diego Chargers. He's supposed to make his legitimate season debut. Uh, He's going to be splitting time with Austin Eckler. I think Austin Eckler is still going to be heavily involved. Uh, But Melvin Gordon probably going to be in a lot of your lineups today. Stephon Diggs after demanding a trade this week. Uh, is supposed to be active. He missed some practice this week, but it was because of the whole trade situation, him being frustrated with the team. Uh, he is expected to play today. Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, both questionable for Sunday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs. I will be in attendance of that game this evening. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, they're expecting him to play. Both of them practiced in some capacity on Friday, uh, but no real word on Marlon Mack yet, so we need to keep an eye on that. Uh, but... You know, I'll try to update you as we get information throughout the show. Hopefully, we'll know a little bit more about Marlon Mack, and I'll talk about that matchup coming up here in a little bit. Let's go ahead and spread the field. Spread the field. The Arizona Cardinals at the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Play Tyler Eifert. If you listen to my show every week or if you listen to any of the numerous podcasts that I do on 610 Sports Radio, you know that the Arizona Cardinals are on pace to be historically bad against opposing tight ends. Literally every tight end that they play scores touchdowns. Has a legitimate chance to get like 80 to 100 yards because they're that bad against the position. Tyler Eifert, while he is only playing about half the snaps right now, he's still the most talented tight end the Bengals have on the roster. And they lost John Ross. He got put on IR this week. He's going to be out for quite some time. Uh, Not yet clear whether or not he's going to return later this season. But Tyler Eifert's going to be involved in the passing game today, and the Cardinals can't do anything against opposing tight ends. He's got to be in your fantasy football lineup. Um, I actually like Joe Mixon this week. Cardinals have uh, gotten torched. In consecutive weeks by opposing running backs, Joe Mixon's been a huge disappointment. Cincinnati's offensive line is bad. I get it. You invested a high a high end draft pick in a guy like Joe Mixon. He has not lived up to that. But I think this is a week where you have to get him in your lineup. Tyler Boyd getting all of the targets today against the Arizona Cardinals. Not only are they bad against tight ends, they're just bad against opposing wide receivers, specifically slot wide receivers. They've given up. Four touchdowns to the position already. I love Tyler Boyd. He's still the most talented pass catcher until the Bengals get A.J. Green back. And Auden Tate could be a uh, a deep DFS dart throw today. He's got 17 targets over the last three weeks. Kyler Murray, still been putting up stats, but as I mentioned last week, I find the Cardinals offense to be a little offensive, especially to what the Chiefs do. Um, they're down some pass catchers. So I don't love them, but the Bengals secondary is also terrible. Uh, They've given up multiple passing touchdowns in three out of four games this year. So Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is in your lineup. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson could be in play this week because Christian Kirk is not going to play. Uh, Bird's not going to play. So the Cardinals are down two starting wide receivers, and they run more four wide receiver sets than anybody in the league. So Keyshawn Johnson could be a dart throw. Uh, David Johnson has at least six receptions in the three full games he's played this season. Bengals are giving up like five yards per carry, so David Johnson should be in your lineup. The Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans. Josh Allen, game-time decision. I don't want to play him this week, even if he does play, and I'm certainly not playing Matt Barkley. Uh, John Brown hasn't scored her top 71 yards since week one. Devin Singletary, also a game-time decision. Uh, I don't really want to do anything with the Bills. The Titans' defense is good, but not great. But the Bills are... Still a struggling offensive team, to say the least. Uh, Don't get cute. I know the tight end position is bad this year. Worse than we really thought it was going to be to start the season. Uh, But Dawson Knox, while he's made some highlight catches, he's not getting enough volume to be a guy that I'm going to insert in my lineup just yet. I would much rather have a Chris Herndon, who's coming back next week from suspension, than spend a waiver move on a Dawson Knox. I still don't think that he's a fantasy-relevant player just yet. Uh, but the Titans have struggled at guarding tight ends. Uh, Frank Gore, good last week. But the Titans haven't given up more than 82 rushing yards in a single game. Uh, I've got to play Frank Gore in a very deep dynasty format this week. But outside of that, I don't want anything to, to do with Frank Gore. Uh, he also can't play any Titans wide receivers. Bills straight up have an elite pass defense. A.J. Brown and Corey Davis uh, have to stay on your bench this week. Despite strong performances last week, I doubt you started either one of them last week, and don't chase the points this week. Um, I'm not starting Marcus Mariota. Uh, A.J. Brown's been great, but he's still getting out-snapped by Tajay Sharp. Like, A.J. Brown's just not getting enough volume. He's been explosive with the plays that he's getting, 
but Mike Vrabel hates rookie players for some reason and refuses to give him more work. The Chicago Bears at the Oakland Raiders. This game is in London, and I also hate it. I don't think you can play Josh Jacobs against the Bears. They're incredible against opposing running backs. Tyrell Williams has been a pleasant surprise. Um, I don't want to mess with him against the Bears. He's also been banged up all week, and there's legitimate concern that he's just flat out not going to play this week, uh, which is devastating because he has got a touchdown every single game this, this year, but if he does not play, that means that you can't start any Raiders pass catcher outside of Darren Waller. And the only reason you're really starting Darren Waller is because he's going to get a ton of volume and you probably don't have a better tight end on your roster. Raiders run defense has actually been pretty good aside from their matchup against Dalvin Cook. They've only allowed 3.9 yards per carry. Uh, The pass defense is absolutely brutal, though. Uh, So Chase Daniel might be a guy that you want to take a look at this week. I love Allen Robinson. Um, He's been good. He just hasn't been great because Mitch Trubisky has struggled so much. Looked a little bit better with Chase Daniel last week. I think that he's going to have an opportunity to get involved. And against this Raiders secondary, I like Allen Robinson a lot today as a guy to put in a lot of your lineups. Um, And and Tariq Cohen is, is someone I'd take into consideration, I suppose, because while the Raiders run defense has been pretty good and I don't love David Montgomery today, uh, they've allowed the 10th most receptions to opposing running backs. But again, this is going to be an ugly game, and I don't really want anything to do with it. If I can avoid it, I am going to at all costs. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the New Orleans Saints. This game seems like it's a by the bucks type of game because Jameis has been productive in consecutive weeks. He's been a top five quarterback, back-to-back games. Uh, I just don't believe this is actually a high-scoring game. The Saints defense looked really good last week. And it's been better since Drew Brees has been down and Teddy Bridgewater has been the quarterback. The defense has really stepped up to try to make up for the fact that Teddy Bridgewater just can't extend things the way that Brees does. He's just not an explosive passer that way. Um, So I'm a little cautious here, especially because it's a divisional game. And I, you know I like to avoid divisional games. This is one of those games where it's on the road for Tampa Bay. It feels like you're confident finally that Jameis Winston's going to be, you know, 350 and three touchdowns week in and week out, and then he's going to go out and throw for 250 and three picks. I'm just not ready to buy into Jameis Winston, but I mean, I I still like Mike Evans. I still like Chris Godwin. I think you got to get both of them in your lineup. Uh, I don't really want to mess with any of the Bucs running backs because the Saints, while they were they were struggling against running backs early in the season, last week they looked really good. Again, I think this defense is turning it around. I don't want anything to do with that running game. Uh, for Teddy, the uh, Bucks have been ravaged by opposing passing games, including giving up over 500 yards to Jared Goff last week. Uh, but I still don't trust Teddy. He's just not throwing the ball downfield. Everything's short. Everything's underneath. Uh, that spells good things for Alvin Kamara. Uh, Michael Thomas has been struggling, but this is an opportunity for him to get involved. Like, if Teddy's ever going to have a reasonable passing game and get Michael Thomas the ball, it's got to be against the Bucks, I think. So I hope Teddy, being under center, uh, can actually push the ball downfield and get Michael Thomas involved, and I'm sure fantasy owners would appreciate that. I don't want anything to do with any other player in this game. The Minnesota Vikings at the New York Giants. Stephon Diggs supposed to play after being frustrated and asking for a trade all week. Uh, the Vikings said they aren't planning on moving him. Adam Thielen's very frustrated. Uh, against the Giants, you have to play Dalvin Cook, obviously. And I think I do want to play Diggs and Thielen this week. I've been avoiding them, but the Giants secondary is one of the worst in the NFL. Um, and 
While Cook seems like a sure lock, and he, and he obviously is, he's been one of the best running backs in fantasy football so far this year, the Giants actually haven't given up a 100-yard rusher all season. Uh, and it's really because everyone can just pass on them at will. So I don't think that it's because their run defense is actually good. It's because you just don't really have to run on because you can because anybody, literally anybody can pass on them. Uh, so, But you're still putting him in your lineup. But I, I think they're going to try to force feed the ball to Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs today. Kirk Cousins is ever going to get right in the passing game. It's got to be in this game. And I think that they can understand the frustration with those wide receivers. So they got to get them involved. Daniel Jones has his toughest test so far. Vikings pass defense isn't as locked down as it used to be, but it's still a very good pass defense. Golden Tate expected to make his debut. Uh, I don't really want to mess with the Giants wide receivers today. Sterling Shepard could get disrupted a little bit by Golden Tate coming back. So outside of Evan Ingram, I don't think I'm starting a single Giant today, and that includes Wayne Gallman, who did have a uh, promising game last week filling in for Saquon Barkley. Sounds like Saquon's going to be back next week. Um the Vikings' run defense still very, very good. They've only allowed one rushing touchdown on the season, so I don't like Wayne Gallman at all today. Uh, I do love Evan Ingram. Vikings struggled against tight ends all season. I think Evan Ingram is the only lock in that passing game. Let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. All right. It looks pretty nice around the NFL today. Some overcast and stuff, but not, no uh, major storms, nothing we really need to worry about Uh and it should be nice this evening here in Kansas City. It'll probably be a little cloudy, a little chilly, but it shouldn't be too bad. No big winds or anything like that. So we should set, be set up for a nice day of football around the NFL. And a quick timeout when we get back. The Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. 610 Sports Radio. No, they, they shouldn't pay him. A radio.com station. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Hey guys, it's Pete Sweeney with your daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, October 6th. At quarterback, I have Tom Brady. My two running backs are Baltimore Ravens running back Mark Ingram and Arizona Cardinals running back David Johnson. My three wide receivers, Jamison Crowder, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and I'm pairing Julian Edelman with Tom Brady. My tight end is Jimmy Graham. My running back is Denver Broncos. Philip Lindsay, he's playing the Chargers. And my defense is the New England Patriots who have been great this year. They're playing the Washington Redskins. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate previewing Chiefs and Colts starts at 5.20 p.m. later today. Join myself and Ken Swanson as we get ready for Sunday Night Football. Sunday night football tonight at Arrowhead Stadium. The Kansas City Chiefs take on the Indianapolis Colts. I will be in attendance. I'm very excited for the game tonight. I have not been to Arrowhead yet this season. Uh, me, Ron, the show, Hughley, and Carrington Harrison will all be out there covering the game for you. Uh, but here back in the studio, as you just heard, my guys from Arrowhead Pride, the Arrowhead Pride tailgate starts at 520 this evening. Uh, but following me today at 10 a.m., Jay Binkley. And he's taking you up to noon, so you can dive into some NFL action with him. Uh, and then again, Arrowhead Pride tailgate at 520. And Arrowhead Pride Radio is back every Wednesday night at 6. Right, we, we've got more football on 610 Sports Radio than anywhere else in Kansas City. We got you covered. So you want to make sure you're locked in each and every day to 610 Sports Radio. Go Line Goat. So I understand that Sony Michelle has been a massive disappointment for a lot of people. And I know a lot of people, 
that went in heavy on Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle in multiple leagues. I avoided him in a lot of leagues, um, but it's not to say that I wouldn't have taken him had had the opportunity presented itself. Uh, because I do have faith in the talent of the player, and obviously on the on the team that he is on. I think brighter days are ahead. Now Rex Burkhead's been ruled out today. Uh, that should spell good things for Sonny Michelle. Uh, generally in the past, when Rex Burkhead has been out, that has been, that has meant good things for James White, who should be heavily involved today. I like Sonny Michelle and James White today because they're playing a bad Washington team. Uh, Sonny Michelle actually has led the NFL in carries inside the ten yard line. He's been bad, but the Patriots aren't moving off the running game. That that's that's their thing now. They they want to they want to force feed the running game. Michelle's going to put together some decent games at some point. I have faith. Again, most carries in the NFL inside the ten yard line. That is why he is my goal line goat. That's why I expect him to get in the end zone today. Loud wrong. Chubb Chubb with running room. Chubb to the forty on his way to the end zone. I mean, it couldn't have been anything else, right? That 88-yard touchdown with my guy Baker Mayfield streaking down the field, flying like an eagle right behind him. Nick Chubb had 20 carries for 165 yards and three touchdowns last week, and he averaged a whopping 8.2 yards per carry. I was very, very wrong on Nick Chubb last week. I really apologize. I love Nick Chubb. He's going to have some monsters like that because he's that great of a player. All birds. There's actually a lot, a lot of good value today in our daily fantasy lineups. Uh, there's a ton of great matchups on the board. I've got multiple lineups out right now, but I think the one that I like the most and the one that I think is going to bring me back the most value, I really like Carson Wentz today against the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets defense is actually better than people are giving it credit for they've got some playmakers but that secondary is still questionable they're not giving up a ton of passing yards per game but they are giving up a lot of passing touchdowns Carson Wentz throw multiple passing touchdowns in multiple games this season I think Carson Wentz is due for a big one and Carson Wentz after this week has a brutal brutal five game stretch against just top five pass defense top five pass defense top five pass defense and so you're probably not going to want to use Carson Wentz again for a while after this week. So I like Carson Wentz a lot against the New York Jets. I'm taking a chance on him. And I love Dalvin Cook against the New York Giants. Again, the Giants haven't given up a 100-yard rusher this season, but Dalvin Cook last week against the Bears was the first time this season that he hasn't gone over 100 yards. And the Giants aren't the Bears. Like The Giants aren't slowing down Dalvin Cook that way. I know the, those Vikings wide receivers are upset and frustrated right now. But they're still going to feed Dalvin Cook. He's just been too good. And I really like Austin Eckler today against the Denver Broncos. I understand that Melvin Gordon's going to come back. He's going to be involved heavily in the offense today. But the Chargers are so banged up. I know Mike Williams is supposed to come back today. Keenan Allen's still there. They don't have any tight ends. Uh, they're missing a bunch of wide receivers. Uh, I think Austin Eckler is just too valuable in the passing game. and That's where he does most of his damage anyways. I think that he's going to be heavily involved in that passing game today. So I still really like Austin Eckler. My wide receivers, I got Josh Gordon. I think Josh Gordon, this is the Josh Gordon breakout game. I'm taking a lot of chances on wide receivers today. Josh Gordon's only got one touchdown in the season. He hasn't had a monster game yet. I think it's got to be today against a Washington team 
that's been absolutely dismantled by opposing wide receivers. If he's ever going to do it, a banged-up Julian Edelman, I think Josh Gordon has to have a big game today. Uh, also taking a big chance on Calvin Ridley, who's been really disappointing. Had uh, back-to-back good good weeks to start the season. Past two weeks, he's been absolutely brutal. He is a full-blown boomer bust player. I am taking him to boom today. I got a lot of shares in this Atlanta Texans game. And that being said, that's why I'm also starting Will Fuller. Will Fuller was so close to catching a 75-yard touchdown untouched from Deshaun Watson last week. Deshaun Watson just missed him by a couple of inches. Uh, He's still one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in terms of air yards. Those yards just haven't really connected yet. I think they will connect today. I think that Houston needs a bounce-back game after that disappointing game against the Carolina Panthers last week. Houston, Atlanta, I like this game to be very high-scoring. I'm very excited about that one today. My tight end? I love Baltimore Ravens, Mark Andrews. He's still one of the leading, one of the best scoring tight ends in the NFL. I think he's going to have an opportunity against the Pittsburgh Steelers today. And as I mentioned, I like James White. James White has put up close to 18 PPR points a game when Rex Burkhead has not been in the lineup. I like James White a lot today. He's going to be heavily involved. I like the Tennessee Titans defense going against Buffalo. Josh Allen unlikely to play. Means you're probably going to see a lot of Matt Barkley today. I like the Titans defense to hopefully... Caught me a pick six in in a perfect world. Let's get back to some matchups. The New York Jets at the Philadelphia Eagles. As I just mentioned, I like Carson Wentz a lot today. Um, But for the Jets side, the Eagles have a straight-up elite run defense. Le'Veon Bell, in my opinion, is a bench in standard redraft leagues. And I'm not touching him in daily. Like, Le'Veon struggled this season. The one redeeming factor of the New York Jets offense is that Le'Veon Bell is still getting a ton of volume. They're just a bad offense. You know, may, and maybe that improves when Sam Darnold come, comes back, but Sam Darnold's not playing this week. And there's a report from Mike Garofolo of NFL Network that not only did Sam, Sam Darnold return to practice this week, they're giving him another week off before they put him back in game action, but for some reason, Adam Gase gave him all of the reps with the first teams in practice this week. So Luke Falk wasn't even practicing with the offense that he's playing with today. That doesn't make any sense. I understand that Sam Darnold is your starter and you want to get him reps, but he's not the guy that's playing in the game today. Like, you're just setting Luke Falk up for failure. And so I don't want any part of this Jets offense, to be completely honest. Like, if there's any uh, room for optimism, it's that the Eagles have one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Like, they're giving up almost as many passing yards per game as the Miami Dolphins, who are the worst team in the league. Like, that's how bad the Eagles' secondary is. So, I mean, I guess Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder are going to be flyers, but they're they're the epitome of a dart throw with Luke Falk as their quarterback. I don't really want anything to do with the Jets, to be completely honest. For the Eagles, Jordan Howard had a monster game last week, Miles, and Miles Sanders had an okay game. He just didn't have the touchdowns that Jordan Howard had. Uh, they're still splitting things down the middle. This is going to be an issue all year. I, I This was an issue headed into the season. Uh, I've got shares of Miles Sanders in two different dynasty leagues because everybody was so high on him. He's the most talented running back they've had in the Doug Peterson era. Doug Peterson doesn't give a damn. Doug Peterson's still doing a running back by committee no matter what you think. He doesn't care how talented the running backs are. It's going to be hard to guess which one of them you should start on a weekly basis, but I'm not chasing the points from Jordan Howard last week. Uh, Carson Wentz for sure in your lineup. Zach Ertz hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season, but I think that changes this week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar isn't getting any looks with Alshon Jeffrey in the game. 
And that's frustrating because I actually kind of like Aguilar today. I think he could get a deep touchdown. But literally, the two games that Alshon Jeffrey has played alongside Nelson Aguilar this season, Nelson Aguilar's got one target and two targets. He's just not getting any love when Alshon Jeffrey is in the lineup. So I don't think you can play Nelson Aguilar this week. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. James Conner is expected to play today, but he's really banged up. So I really don't like James Conner today. I understand the Ravens' run defense obviously is not what it used to be. Uh, you know, they got absolutely dismantled by Nick Chubb. Uh, Chiefs running backs were highly productive against them. But James Conner, he's, he's been disappointing this season. And Jalen Samuels got like 50% of the snaps last week. Jalen Samuels is going to be heavily involved in this offense moving forward with Mason Rudolph as their quarterback because Mason Rudolph just isn't that that type of passer that you can consistently rely on yet in his career, or I don't know if he's ever going to be, to be completely honest. But uh, I don't really like either one of them today. I think this is a potential statement game against the Ravens because while the Ravens are struggling after that 2-0 and start, now they're 2-2, and I still think the Ravens are a much more talented team right now with Lamar Jackson at quarterback than the Steelers with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I think the Ravens are going to have a big game. And these these Ravens-Steelers games generally don't go the way they're supposed to go on paper. They're generally big slugfest, kind of grinded-out type of games. So I don't really love anybody for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Marlon Humphrey, Juju is also questionable in this one. Uh, there's legit reason to think that there's a chance he might not play in this game. Um, so, I, so I'm a little worried. If he does play, he could get shadowed by Marlon Humphrey, who does shadow sometimes uh, in certain situations. And Juju's just been struggling. Like Mason Rudolph's just not getting him the ball. Deontay Johnson's got touchdowns in back-to-back games. But I, I don't really want to take a risk on him. He's still not getting a bunch of volume. They're not good at passing the football right now. I don't love anybody for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Ravens are angry, and they need a big win. They're going to come into this game. And I, I almost dropped the Ravens' defense this week. Uh, because their their defense has been a horrible fantasy football defense. But, you know, they're one of those defenses that I think a lot of people are still hanging on to because they've been so elite in the past. I'm probably going to move on from their defense after this week because I don't have faith that it's going to turn things around with the personnel that they have. But I do like this matchup because I do think this division, this divisional rivalry is a real thing. I think those guys show up for these games against the Steelers. I think they're going to have a, a chance to really... Uh, mess with Mason Rudolph today. So I actually like the Ravens defense a lot today. And I love Lamar Jackson. I love Hollywood Brown. I know it's been a little tough the past couple of weeks, but I still have faith in their offense against a shoddy Steelers secondary. They've given up five wide receiver touchdowns this year. Mark Andrews is healthy. He was completely removed from the injury report this week. Uh, so he's a must start. He's still uh, one of the five best tight ends in the NFL right now. Steelers have allowed the sixth most rushing yards and third most receptions. So Mark Ingram, who's been one of the best running backs in fantasy football this season, obviously in your lineup. And in a quick timeout, but when we get back, catch up with my good friend from FantasySportsMarkets.com, Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. At this time, each and every Sunday, we are joined by my good friend, Ben Heisler of FantasySportsMarkets.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heis. What's going on, Heis? Good morning, sir. How you doing, my man? Um, Hopefully, I'm prepared for a successful day of fantasy football. 
Last week was a little rough. Uh, you know, the Ravens' defense sucks now. <laughs> so Nick Chubb in what looked like a horrible matchup on paper just made me look like a complete fool going for 165 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, but I, I'm not uh, I'm not deterred. I'm confident in my picks this week. I think we're going to turn things around. Uh, but where I want to start, Damian Williams likely returning tonight on Sunday Night Football for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, obviously, LaShawn McCoy, been very good. Daryl Williams was very good with Damian Williams out of the lineup. I'm not super convinced that Damian Williams is just going to come in and take away all these t- productive touches away from Daryl Williams because I like his role in the offense. And I think LaShawn McCoy is the guy that they're going to utilize most often at this point. But I think Damian Williams is still going to have a role. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Like, is Andy Reid actually going to go full-blown committee now that he's got three serviceable running backs? It wouldn't surprise me one bit, right? Because even with LaShawn McCoy being as effective as he's been, you still had Darrell Williams closing it down the last couple weeks and, and leading the team in snaps. I don't think that's going to be the case again today if you're incorporating Damian Williams back into the mix. But I think, I think about it from a game script perspective. I could see a situation where he's rotating all three of these guys in, uh, maybe using Williams more in pass-down situations. And, and same thing with Damian Williams, too. You know, part of what, what makes his skill set so effective in this offense uh, is his ability to catch passes and to be able to extend plays with breakout speed. Uh, so I'm not necessarily loving any of the matchups. I think maybe you can make an argument that both McCoy – uh, and Damian Williams are RB3s today, and Daryl Williams might be on that RB3, RB4 tag. Um, so if you're desperate, and again, there's some bye weeks going on, you can go ahead and play them, but neither, you know, it's not really neither if it's three guys, right? I suppose it's either uh, as opposed to neither. Uh, none of them really, the, the, point is, <laughs> the point is none of them are on my DFS radar for today. I like Damian Williams. People are getting mad at me because I was – all fantasy preseason, I was like, listen, Damian Williams, talented running back, going to be productive in Andy Reid's offense. I wasn't spending a second-round pick on Damian Williams. And, no, that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, and, and now I'm not really certain of his role in this offense because my concern with him, as was a lot of people, was the injury history. And so now I think you kind of have to wait and see. I don't think you can just throw him in your lineup and expect that he's going to have a huge role in the offense like he did before. I think Andy Reid's kind of frustrated with him. Unless Sean McCoy and Darrell Williams have been perfectly serviceable running backs in your lineup. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. But the thing to remember, too, is that I, I think Andy really does like Damian Williams in the passing game. Uh, in the two games that he was healthy, he had 11 targets. Uh, excuse me, no, he had uh, 14 targets. Uh, to go along with 11 catches for uh, about 80-something yards. So uh, he also missed a few touchdowns from from Mahomes. He got himself open a handful of times on wheel routes in that Raiders game. So I still think by the time he comes back, he's still a serviceable pass catcher in the backfield. But you know, as far as going between the tackles, I think they're going to give McCoy and Darrell Williams more of those opportunities moving forward. On the other side of the ball in uh, tonight's Sunday night football matchup, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, Marlon Mack, who – has been, for the most part, a workhorse running back so far this season. Uh, he had a monster week one. Since then, he's been serviceable, was down a little bit last week, left the game late uh, with an injury. Uh, he is questionable, but he did practice a little bit on Friday, so I'm optimistic that he's going to play. But if he doesn't, a lot of people are on the Neheim Hines bandwagon because he's going to be the pass-catching back, but I'm actually trending a little bit more towards Jordan Wilkins. So if Marlon Mack doesn't play, I'm curious who you would rather have in your lineup. 
Yeah, I'd rather have Wilkins as well. And that's not a, a knock on Naheem Hines. You know exactly what his role is going to be. But I think Wilkins comes in and it gets the bulk of those in-between carries, the guy that's going to be able to move the chains for you. And, you know, Hines will still get targeted a handful of times in the passing game. But um, that's kind of his role. He, he's not going to get dominant when it comes to carries and volume and opportunity. Um, and this is a crazy stat that I, that I found out last uh, or earlier in the week about the Indianapolis Colts and why I think – even though the matchup sets well for you know Jacoby Brissett and T.Y. Hilton and company, uh, why they need to be effective running the football. Um, in Colts' wins in 2018, um, they averaged 30 rushing attempts for 140 yards. In Colts' losses, they averaged 18 attempts for only 70 yards. So it's advantageous to them against the second-worst DVOA, DVOA defense uh, in stopping the run with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and making sure that they're able to run the ball effectively. So you're right. I, I think Wilkins is the guy if Marlon Mack is out. That's, again, it's not to say that Naeem Hines isn't going to get himself involved, especially if the Colts are down big. But if they have any chance of winning this game, it's about time of possession and trying to keep Mahomes off the field as much as possible. And I think in that sort of situation, the guy that you go with is Jordan Wilkins. And he's also averaging like seven, eight yards a carry right now. It's been absurd. Yeah, like he he's a, he's a serviceable uh, running back. And the Colts are the type of team that – you know, even if they're down big, which I think the Chiefs are going to win by uh, multiple touchdowns in this game. Like, I just think that they are a better football team than the Colts right now. But they're not just going to completely abandon the run, even if they're down by a couple of touchdowns. Like, there, this, there's no scenario here where I see Jacoby Brissett just coming out and throwing the football 45 times. Like, there's going to be carries to be had in this offense. And I would rather have those with Jordan Wilkins behind that offensive line than trust that Jacoby Brissett's going to consistently get Neheim Hines the ball. Yeah, and I think the most amount of passing attempts that we saw out of Jacoby Brissett was last week against Oakland, um, and that really didn't work out for them. He finished 24 of 46, only completed about 52% of his passes. Um, you know, when Jacoby Brissett is being able to incorporate play action, use the running game uh, the most, and I know they had a tough loss against the Chargers, but that was one of his best performances of the year. Two touchdowns, no picks, completed about 78% of his passes. And that was also the best game of the season for Marlon Mack, uh, where he finished with over 125 rushing yards. I, I feel like that's sort of the situation that they envision for themselves today. Uh, high scoring, but still being able to incorporate their running game and, and have their quarterback be efficient along the way. New York Giants quarterback, uh, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, if you will, uh, has, has been pretty good. He's been he's been fun to watch. He's been entertaining, even without uh, Saquon Barkley, and he's proving all of us uh, Twitter draft analysts wrong right now. But he also gets Golden Tate back today. And I'm curious where you land on the Golden Tate bandwagon because a lot of people are excited about his return. Uh, he's obviously a good slot wide receiver, but that could – mean disaster for Sterling Shepard, who's been really productive with Daniel Jones in the lineup, but Sterling Shepard's probably going to move back outside, and so I'm a little worried Sterling Shepard's going to lose some of that volume that he's been seeing. Yeah, I, I think with Golden Tate, there just hasn't been any sort of indication that he's going to come in and just command all of these targets, and he's going up against a tough Minnesota defense that, granted, has struggled on the road, and they're at uh, they're in New Jersey today to take on the Giants, but I, I'm not looking for Golden Tate to be the savior. Uh, he came into a really efficient offense last year in Philadelphia and never really seemed to get it going towards the end of the season. So I, I think Golden Tate's just an, another nice possession wide receiver for them that they can incorporate into their offense. It's a Pat Shermer offense, so Jones is going to get the ball out quickly. He's going to look sort of in the short, intermediate part of the field. Uh, it'll get better when Saquon Barkley returns. So it, it's a serviceable offense, but 
Uh, I'm not looking for Golden Tate to come in and, and be the savior for this Giants team. Um, you know, right now he's got a really good rapport with Sterling Shepard, and I think that's more of an indication of where Daniel Jones is likely to throw the football uh, as opposed to Golden Tate moving back into the inside slot. Uh, Evan Ingram right now is also dominating a lot of opportunities and volume in the middle of the field as well. So I, I just don't think by Tate being there, it completely opens up their offense to a whole different dimension. I think it's going to look fairly similar to what we've seen the last few weeks, but it's a more difficult matchup against the Minnesota team that is desperate for a win and desperate to get their offense going on the passing side. And who are some of your favorite plays today on FantasySportsMarkets.com? On fantasy sports markets, I think a lot of people are going to be trying to figure out which running backs that they want to use, certainly with uh, no salary caps. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara uh, are going to be in play. Um, but I think you can di- differentiate today with uh, somebody like Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Michael Gallup says he's going to play, but I don't know if he's necessarily 100%. When he's off the field, Zeke's volume goes up about 13%, and it's going up against Green Bay's rush defense, which after week one against the Bears, who didn't really know how to run the ball in that game, didn't understand what their running offense and identity was going to look like, uh, they have been completely gashed. And, of course, Zeke has those great home road splits. So I love him today. I think David Johnson uh, on the road at Cincinnati is a fantastic play. And, and Leonard Fournette, uh, I think a lot of people are looking at him and saying, yeah, maybe that game against Denver was a bit of a fluke. Um, he's going on the road at Carolina. The Panthers are one of the top five worst defenses at stopping the run, even though they've been really good at stopping the pass the last few weeks. So I think Fournette, once again, is in play. And then from wide receivers, I think you can always find a way to differentiate a little bit as well. Uh, but Will Fuller is finally in line. Like anybody from Atlanta and Houston today, Serta, I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Uh, both those guys are in just absolute smash spots. And um, you know, Deshaun Watson missed Will Fuller on a 70-yard touchdown pass uh, just by a matter of inches last week. They're going to connect. He's six in the NFL in air yards. Um, and then Curtis Samuel is a guy that I really like today as well, going up against Jacksonville without Jalen Ramsey. I think it's a really advantageous matchup. Uh, he almost has double the air yards this year than he has receiving yards. So at some point, the, him and Kyle Allen are going to connect and, and have a big game. I am banking very heavily on the Will Fuller breakout today. I've got a lot of faith that him and Deshaun Watson can connect. So hopefully that uh, hopefully that works out. Some of my predictions are uh, – a little bit better than last week. But uh, follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heiss. Thank you very much, Heisler. We will catch up with you next week. Sir, I am pulling for you this week as well. Let's, let's have the good vibes be sent your way. Over the top. I'm taking chances this week. You know, I'm going to be bold after our struggle through week four. And I know Josh Gordon has not been nearly as productive as where you probably took him in your fantasy football drafts. He's only got one touchdown in the season. Hasn't been getting a ton of receptions, but he's still been getting the targets. And he still has Tom Brady as a quarterback, and he's still on a very good offense. Going against the Washington R's, who have one of the worst secondaries against opposing wide receivers in the NFL. I think Josh Gordon has to catch a long one today. I think Josh Gordon's set up for a big game. And... I think he's going to get in the end zone today. He has to He has to figure it out. They've got to get him involved. Julian Edelman's banged up. Everything is set up for Josh Gordon to be a serious playmaker today. I have faith that they're going to get it figured out. When we get back, we're going to get a little sports on here with our top-off players of the week. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? Ken Swanson here with Arrowhead Pride giving you my daily fantasy lineup this week. I've got Jameis Winston at quarterback. 
going with Marlon Mack, who's the only player I've got for Sunday Night Football on my daily roster. Sony Michelle's my other running back. At wide receiver, I'm going with Nuke Hopkins, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Calvin Ridley at that spot. Tied in, rolling with George Kittle. I like the value there. Don't sleep on George Kittle. Devontae Freeman is my flex play. And on defense, I've got the New England Patriots. Be sure to listen to me and Pete Sweeney tonight at 520 on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate, getting you ready for Sunday Night Football, Chiefs, Colts, 520, two hours before kickoff. Be sure to check us out. Nobody has your football needs covered quite like we do here at 610 Sports Radio. We've got the weekly Force to Pump podcast with myself and Dusty Likens that you can listen to on the 435 Podcast Network. Please download the radio.com app. Check out all of our wonderful content over there. The Therese Paler Show every Monday night at 6 p.m., one of the best football hours in the business. And then, not to mention... Every Wednesday night, Arrowhead Pride Radio is back with Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson, who you will hear later today at 520, the Arrowhead Pride tailgate, as they're getting ready, getting you ready for Sunday night football, Colts and Chiefs. And then players only, every Thursday at 6 p.m., Dana Hughes, Joe Mays, uh, two former NFL guys sitting down talking football with you each and every Thursday night right here on 610 Sports Radio. So make sure you're checking out our full lineup because we've got your football needs covered unlike anybody else. Top off player of the week. Will Fuller has been wildly disappointing, but uh, I still have faith in him. The Texans offense as a whole has been a little bit rough, uh, but they're they're going to get right today. I think Watson gets at least one deep connection to Fuller, and I'm hoping that goes for a touchdown. I've got a lot of faith. Will Fuller going to turn things around today. I think that he is a fantastic player. He's one of the best deep threats in the NFL. And him and Deshaun Watson traditionally have been dynamite. So I've got a lot of faith in Will Fuller today. I'm taking a chance on him in a lot of lineups. I think you guys need to get him in your lineups too because I think we're going to get that figured out today. I think we're going to get that Texans passing game figured out. So DeAndre Hopkins should be in for a big one. But I also really like Will Fuller. Soft hands catch. On first down, Wilson keeps. Surveys, nowhere to go. And back in the end zone. Touchdown! What a catch by Tyler Lockett. I know that's from this week. That's on Thursday Night Football. But that was just a hell of a catch. I couldn't couldn't not. Uh, I could not play that today and not talk about it because Tyler Lockett, man, Tyler Lockett, that was just nasty. Like Russell Wilson, the window that Russell Wilson put that ball in was, uh, according to Next Gen Stats, it was one of the least likely pass completions for a touchdown that they've ever charted. Like it, it was just absurd, absolutely absurd. Still got a few matchups to get to. Again, Jay Binkley coming up here in about 10 minutes. The Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. Tyron Smith is not going to play this week. Uh, Traditionally, that has been pretty bad for Dak Prescott. Uh, When Tyron Smith does not play, Dak Prescott's numbers tend to plummet. Um, I've got a little bit of faith that that's not going to be the case this year. You know, it's a new offense. Uh, We've got a little bit more faith. They're hoping that they get Michael Gallup back, which which should mean good things because Michael Gallup, prior to his injury, was absolutely fantastic for Dak Prescott. Um, I still like Zeke a lot in this game. We saw what the Eagles running game did to the Packers defense last week. 
Packers defense. They have an elite pass defense. Their pass defense is absolutely fantastic. Run defense, not so much. I think Zeke is going to get plenty of carries in this game. And without Tyron Smith, they might be just trying to get the ball out of Dak Prescott's hand. So he's not trying. To, so they're not trying to get him to take a bunch of punishment back there. So I don't know if I love Michael Gallup. I don't know if I love Amari Cooper. I certainly don't love Randall Cobb. Uh, the Cowboys are the best opposing pass defense against slot wide receivers this season. So I don't love Cobb at all, actually. I think you're still playing Amari Cooper. I think uh, I think I need a week on Michael Gallup just to see and make sure how healthy he is. I think Zeke is your only for sure starter in this one. And I don't love Dak. Even, uh, even though I don't think it's going to be quite as bad as we think it might be without Tyron Smith, I think that Dak is going to be in for a tough game. So I think that I am benching him this week. Uh, the Packers are not going to have Devontae Adams this week. It's a tough matchup against a good Cowboys defense. Uh, I still like MVS because I think he's going to get the most targets from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and Geronimo Allison, uh, he's going to get looks as well. So I think that he is a sleeper this week just because, just for lack of options outside of those two guys. Uh, I don't hate Jimmy Graham. He's going to get more work. And Aaron Jones should get a lot more work because Jamal, Jamal Williams is like is going to miss some time with, with that injury. So I think that Aaron Jones is going to be heavily involved. I don't, I don't uh, bank on Dexter Williams taking a ton of work from him. So I think Aaron Jones is definitely in your lineup today. The Monday night matchup, the Cleveland Browns at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Tevin Coleman seems like he's on the verge of making his return. Uh, if Coleman plays, I think Coleman and Breida are the backs that you want. Uh, they are the vibe. Tevin Coleman was their big offseason addition. He was the starter coming into the season. Then he got hurt in week one, hasn't played since. Uh, Jeff Wilson's been getting all the red zone carries, but he was on the practice squad prior to Coleman going down. I think that Wilson, if Coleman is active, I think that Wilson's likely a healthy scratch in this game. Raheem Mostert isn't going to get carries uh, like that with Coleman in the game. Coleman and Breida moving forward, as long as they are healthy, they are the top running backs that you want to own in that San Francisco 49ers backfield. I think they will both have weekly value. Um, they're averaging the seventh most yards per carry, which is crazy because of the volume they're getting. They're utilizing three to four running backs. That's just how impressive Kyle Shanahan is in the running game and how, how great he is at scheming up yards for those players. Staying away from all Niners wide receivers, they placed Jalen Hurd on IR this week. Brown secondary, although injured, has actually still been very good. Shout out Steve Wilkes. I do love George Kittle, though. He needs a breakout game. The Browns aren't very good against opposing tight ends. Uh, the Niners defense has actually been great. Uh, they're coming off a bye, so they should they should be fresh. I'm a little scared for Baker, who's triumphantly led this team to a 2-2 two and two start. Niners just slow the game down, so I'm a little worried about Baker, but I still like his chances because I don't believe the Niners uh, have, have really been proven just yet. Their defense has looked good, but I still think there's a little room for error there. Uh, you can't bench Nick Chubb after last week, and you shouldn't have been benching him anyway. So you can get mad at me for whiffing on that pick last week, but you shouldn't have been benching Nick Chubb in your standard season-long formats anyways. Odell needs to get right. Jarvis Landry coming off of a monster game. He was in the concussion protocol. He got cleared on Friday. He should play on Monday night. Uh, I still think that you have to put Landry and Odell in your lineup. Uh, they're just too good. There's too much potential there for you to risk benching them. Uh, Sunday night football, Colts at Chiefs. Jacoby Brissett is the only quarterback in the NFL to throw for multiple touchdowns in every week this season. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he needs to be rostered in all leagues as a backup quarterback at least. Uh, but I mentioned this last week, and it's a common theme with the Colts. When they're getting in the red zone, they aren't running the football. 
Like Jacoby Brissett's numbers are a little bit padded because every time they get in the in the red zone, you know, they've been setting this up with the run a lot. They get in the red zone, they play action, Jacoby Brissett throws a six yard touchdown pass. And, you know, touchdowns are, are king in fantasy football. Jacoby Brissett needs to be rostered in every single fantasy football league right now. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is expected to play. He did not play last week uh, coming off of an injury, but they expect him to play against a shoddy Chiefs secondary, to say the least. I like T.Y. Hilton a lot today. Marlon Mack is questionable. I'm holding out hope that Marlon Mack is going to play. A lot of people freaking out because it's a Sunday night game. Jordan Wilkins is still available in a ton of leagues. If Jordan Wilkins is available on your waiver wire and you have Marlon Mack in your lineup, you have to go pick up Jordan Wilkins right now. Uh, as I mentioned with Ben Heisler earlier, I like Wilkins more than Hines. A, a lot of people are on the Neheim hines bandwagon. He was the guy that was getting drafted behind Marlon Mack. He's the guy that if he was available in your leagues, he was probably getting added over Jordan Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins is averaging like eight yards per carry this season. He hasn't gotten a ton of volume because Marlon Mack's getting a ton of the volume. But Jordan Jordan Wilkins is the better runner. Neheim Hines is the better pass catcher. And they aren't just going to abandon the run. Like, I know Jacoby Brissett threw the ball a lot last week. I expect this to be a blowout in the Chiefs' favor. But Jordan Wilkins is going to get the opportunities inside the five-yard line. And he's going to get all of the rushing work. Neheim Hines isn't going to get carries in this game. So I actually prefer Jordan Wilkins. If he's available in your league right now, go out and pick him up. And even if you're not a Mac owner, go pick him up. If the Mac owner in your league hasn't picked him up yet, because if Marlon Mack doesn't play tonight, I would still put Jordan Wilkins in even if I don't have Marlon Mack. Like, if you've got somebody going in the Monday night game, like if you got Tevin Coleman and you're not sure about Tevin Coleman, I'd put in Jordan Wilkins over Tevin Coleman this week. On the Chiefs' side, Damian Williams should play. Sammy's questionable, but it sounds like he's going to be good to go. No Tyreek. I'm still deploying all of my Chiefs players this week. That includes Hardman, Watkins, Kelsey, Demarcus Robinson, LaShawn McCoy. I don't really want to play Damian Williams or uh, Daryl Williams, to be completely honest, though. I kind of want to see how they're going to get used. Uh, But we're looking to uh, have a better week than last week. I got confidence we're going to hit on some of these deep plays this week. Thank you guys for listening. Coming up next, Jay Binker. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.